Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, I almost didn't make it, though. I know, that's all right. You had to pull in somebody else inside. Oh, man, we just got to get your priorities straight. That's what it is. And, you know, (laughs) I I, I stress out, Christy, because I said, remember, you're supposed to be home. I'm like, really, I forgot. So I'm asking an apology for you and Dick and Jeff about that. Oh, that's all right, man. No need for apologies. Like I said, we just got to get your priorities straight. Well, I also apologize to Christy. Sorry. (laughs) Do your taking care of your daughter. So, I mean, it is what it is, right? Right. You were doing what you needed to do. No worries there. But uh, that is going to be the topic. It's funny. You know, you've been you've been angry. You've been angry in a car before when we were doing angry uh, anger uh, show. God, yeah, God has a way of showing up uh, to me exactly what's important on the way to the show. On the way to the show. (laughs) That's right. Well, you know, we were thinking about a topic for this uh, this next show or this show now and. And, you know, we were both at the same homily yesterday. We were church together. Yeah. And our pastor did a really beautiful homily on the on the gospel yesterday about trying to get people to understand the point that Jesus was talking about. you got to put God first. You know, that reading said, uh, said things like, uh, hate your father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even your own life. And that can be confusing. So what he said was, you know, if you were to make a list right now of everyone you loved in your life, honestly would Jesus be on there? Mm -hmm. And I didn't think much about that because honestly, my life right now, and I'm not trying to say anything, but I think I would put Jesus on that list. I mean, I think it would be, if he wasn't towards the the first one, would be very high to the top. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it struck me funny. I got home yesterday and was talking to Angela about it and she just kept talking about the homily and she was, you know what? And she told me it was okay to say this. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but she said, I was thinking about it, and I was naming in my head when he said that all the people I love, you, the kids, my parents, your parents, your 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 brother and sister, my brother and sister. And she goes, and Jesus had not made the list through 10 or 12 people. I just didn't even think about it. Now, my wife loves Jesus with all her heart. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. But it tells you something to where our mind is, right? That we have all these other priorities and all these things in our life, and God and Jesus oftentimes don't make the list. So when we were th- when I was thinking about yesterday, what, what are we gonna do for a show? I just couldn't ignore this whole sequence of events. And now that you're, yeah, you know, right. if, if, what's point. happened to you, that's like right. you proved the point. But <laughs> but no, like I want to ask the question right now, if you're driving or listening to this as you're working out or whatever you're doing, like take a moment and honestly stop and listen. Is like, where is God in your list of things to do every single day? Where is he? Is he your number one priority? Because we often talk about priorities in our life. You got to you gotta have your work stuff in line. You got to have your, your kids and all their things in order and their practices. And in fact, I'm doing that Homework. right now. Yeah. The kids are in the hallway waiting, yeah. Yeah, waiting to go to soccer and Jacob's got a game and all of that. Angel's out of town. But but where is God in this list of priorities? Because if we're not careful, he's very he's at the end of it if he's on the list at all. Right. And so I want to ask people that today. And I also want to say, you know, are we building our days around God or are we fitting everything else in and if there's time left for him then he's there that's really what the point of this conversation is so as we get started here just be thinking about that be honest with yourselves and think like where is God in my life and as you listen to this let's let's think about trying to bring him to the forefront and to the top of that list because nothing else is going to be right in your life until you put God in the center of it and the top of that list right and I think for a lot of people there's that confusion as to how to do that 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of us may have potentially grown up in church and have gone to catechism or through another de- denomination. You know, we've we learned our Jesus loves me. You know, yes, he does. And the, the Bible told me so. Mm-hmm. The songs, you know, the things that you're, you're taught. But, it, you know, eventually those things kind of fade away. You know, when, like we say, qu- in quotes, real problems start coming mm-hmm. up. And then we say, well, you know, I can do everything. Uh, you know, just let me do it. I can ch- go on that checklist and make sure everything that I can do, I can do on my own. Well, yes, maybe. But w- how much more of a benefit would it be to have, you know, that, yeah. that solid with the faith uh, of, of Christ in your life? Well, that's where we're, that, I think that's where, where a lot of people are. They're, like, trying to fi- figure out how to do that. I mean, the confusion of, of, of how and also why. Right. And it's not always right in front of your face. Right. You know, if you're not... If you're not doing the things in your personal, you know, life to to grow in holiness and all those things, God isn't in the forefront. He's not right in front of you all day long. Your kids are, your job is, your wife is, your your other obligations are. So we've got to bring God in front of ourselves, put him in our in the first like right in our line of sight all the time. And we've talked about that, starting your day with prayer, things like that. And we'll talk about that during the show a little bit. But we've got to take God and put him in the first position of our life. That's up to us. God's not going to jump in your way with a neon flashing signs and a sandwich board that says, hey, pay attention to me. He's always here and he's waiting for us to come to him. But we have to be active. We have to take action into putting him in the forefront of our life. We've got to put him in that top priority. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you read verses like this is this is the way it should be. And I think if we really read this verse, you can look and say, is this how I how I, my relationship is with God? You know, this is Mark 12, 30. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, with all your strength. I mean, that's right there. We can go through that and say, do I love God with all my heart? I think I do. But do your actions show it? Do the is, Can you see that in the time that you spend with them? Because your heart, where we talked about before, your treasure is where your heart is. Right. So if your heart's not with God, then can you truly say that? Um, also with your soul, with your mind, with your strength, are you always thinking about him? Are you, you know, are you, are, do you do everything with him to the to every bit of your strength? I mean, all the time, when you're too tired to read, when you're too tired to say rosy, when you're too tired to pray, are you still doing that? Um, that's what that's what that verse means. Like everything is God the center of it, and that's what that's what He's got to be. So, you know, we've talked to guys in our men's group before, and here's another question. This is something that, you know, we hear all the time. You know, there's guys in our group, and we we fall to it too. How many times have we ourselves or our brothers complained of our life being in turmoil? And then we look at it, we all go, "Well, when, when's the last time you prayed? Right. Like, when's the last time you've been to church? When's the last time you've 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 read the Bible? When's any of that?" And it was nine times out of ten, we're like, "Well, you know, I went to church like three weeks ago, and I don't, I don't remember the last time. Man, I've been busy." Mm-hmm. And it just goes to prove the fact that like when 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 God doesn't have that place in our lives, everything's a mess. It's like the like the sun in the in, in the in the earth, right? The earth orbits the sun, and and um, as long as the sun's the center, we stay on course, right? As long as we have that to orbit around, and the world spins as it should, everything's in its proper order, everything's working, everything's going well. But when something else takes that place, it begins to spin out of control, and that's what happens in a lot of our lives. And and we stop and we think, well, what can I do better? Maybe I need to exercise more. Maybe I need to do this or eat better or change the habits here but for some reason it seems like a lot of times God's the last thing we think about changing our life when that's the one thing that's going to right the ship that's the one thing that is going to set everything else in our life right if we put it in the right order right well you kind of reminded me a story um, a homily that um, Padre Pio said 
you know, back in the days. And uh, he said that usually when it comes to um, seeing what God has for us in our, in our lives, it's, it's a story of the mother and the young son where the mother was at her loom, you know, weaving. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the son was sitting below in a lower stool looking up. So what he was seeing from the loom was like tattered, like frayed knots and designs that look kind of like off, you know, just off pattern. And he goes, and he said to the mom, mom, that you're, it, it looks kind of ugly. And she said, but look, son, look from up top. And up top, it was like brilliant, you know, embroidery, just a pattern that was just intricate. And, and what Padre P was saying, it's like, that's what God is. We are children looking up, trying to understand what he's doing. But yet when we look, what he has set for us, it's a beautiful uh, will of life that mm-hmm. he set for us. And we have to, we can't fully understand. We can't ever fully understand. But when we follow the will that he set for us, then we can see the created uh, will that he has for us. Right. And it's like anything else. Like you, if you do things at a mediocre rate, then you're going to have a mediocre result. results. You know, like what I'm saying is if you want to be a great basketball player, but you practice once a month, it's never going to happen. And if you want to know the will of God in your life better, if you want to be more in tune with what he's calling you to, where he's taking your family, the direction your life's going, then you've got to put in the time with him. Yeah. And the only way you're going to do that is if you make him a priority. You know, it, it, you, oftentimes I look around and, and we've fallen prey to it. I'm tonight, I got eight things to do with, with three different kids after this. But that becomes the, the focus of our life, right? We got to soccer practice and this and that and this and that and this and that. And then in the day, there's no time left for God. And what that does is it puts us in a place to where we're, we're putting God on the shelf. And we only bring him out when, when we need him or when we're in a jam or when we think it matters. But Pope John Paul II has something different to say about this. He let's, says, let's hear it. what really matters in life is that we are loved by Christ and that we love him in return. In comparison to the love of Jesus, everything else is secondary. And without the love of Jesus, everything else is useless. Hmm. And we forget that. We, we get in this mode of, okay, I went to church, I went to my men's group, or I went to whatever, and I checked the box, and I'm good. But that doesn't mean that Christ is at the center of your life. You can be the busiest guy in the church and still not have God at the center of your life. You can be doing something every night of the week for the church and for mission and for the parish. But if it's not focused right, if it's not for the Wrong right mindset, reasons, yeah, right, yeah. I can go and do all of these things and then go home and still be a jerk to my wife. I can still be an absent father. I can still treat people with disrespect and care only for myself. We can do all of these things and still manage not to be the person God calls us to. That's why he has to be a priority in our life all the time so that when those slips and those falls and those temptations come, that you're, as Father Father Martell told me the other day, you're always looking at your moral compass saying like, no, I know where I'm supposed to be because God is always present in my mind. He is my first priority, not only in the morning, not only when I go to sleep, but all day long. And what you're referring to is like, we're, we're focused so much on the external energy and eventually that's gonna wear us out. We have to focus on the internal. Right. You know, the, the energy that comes from God, the internal engine that no matter how many failures you have, no matter what this despair comes upon you, you have hope that things are gonna be getting through. But if you just focus on your external energy, you're gonna, you're gonna get have despair. You're mm-hmm. going to give up and you're going to, I mean, walk away. And I think that's what you're saying. A lot of people see God as an external power to do things, you know, like I'm going to do this and be part of this, be part of this. But yet, what what's the real reason for it? Right. You know, is it is to help, to see, to, to make church better? Or is it like to love God more? 
by doing the things you know to to make his uh, will there you know or just to spread the word of the church mm-hmm. you know and like i said we we i flip flop from that both the time right i i could sometimes rely on my external energy and other times i realize i have to develop myself to where internally i have to know that, that this is tough but i rely on you right and mm-hmm. it's and we've said this a million times i mean it's jesus wants a personal relationship with us and until we have that we're always going to have you know articles coming out saying one third of the church doesn't believe in the real presence of christ in the eucharist just shocking yeah, it, yeah, yeah. but it, i mean it, it's a fact yeah. you can see it and you can see it if you're in the church at all you can see and tell those who are going through the motions but but don't believe and that's not a judgment that's just a place where people are in their relationship with the lord it's a direct reflection of that when you the more time you spend with them the more you cultivate that relationship it's just like a marriage or anything else the closer you grow the greater understanding you have the the more love that grows and that's that's one of the things i want to talk about like you know so abraham and isaac right that's an old testament version that's an old testament god you know and some people like to separate the two but it's the same god and back then you know he said to abraham i want you to kill your son i want you to sacrifice your son to show me that I'm the to show me that I'm the most important thing in your life because I'm asking you to do this and you're going to obey me. Abraham was about to set fire to a pyre and, and and stab his son and kill his son. Now, God, people say, "Well, man, I'm glad I'm not Abraham. God, wish, oh, God doesn't ask that of me. God's not asking you to kill your son, but God is asking to be first in your life, the same way He was asking of Abraham. I want to know how important I am to you. That's what God asks of us all the time, but we ignore it." A lot of the time we just say god I, i'll get to you when i have time god yeah you're important to me but for the most time if we're honest god's important to us when we need god right when something bad happens when our health takes a turn when something happens to somebody and it's like the same thing with these school shootings and things you know nobody wants prayer and all that stuff in the news or stay out of my business and don't get religious on me until something bad happens and then the whole country wants to pray that's the thing we can't god can't be a priority in our life if we just use him whenever it's 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 um, it's easy for yeah. us or whatever it's convenient for mm-hmm. us. God wants to be the most important thing in our life. So it, it's just like the apostles. You know, when they when, when Jesus said, follow me, they dropped everything and left. Those guys had family. They had responsibilities, but they followed him. Now, is Jesus asking all of us to, to stop what we're doing and follow him? No. Jesus called me and he said, I want you to go work in the mission field. I have. But part of that is also becoming a better father, a better husband. And when you're prioritizing your relationship with God in your life, when you're putting him first, you're able to do those things better. So many people look at it as if I give God everything, then I'm losing everything else. That means I gotta go to a convent or go be in a cave and be a monk somewhere. No, it means you're properly ordering everything in your life. It's starting with the most important thing, God, and it's working its way down, and those graces are flowing through that into everything else. You know, I had a conversation with Jacob the other day. I was telling you about this the other day. You know, he asked me in the car one day, like kids do, am I your favorite? Do you love me the most? And I gave him the same you know, answer I do the other two, yes. But yeah. <laughs> no, I... Until they get uh, together, right? I told him no. And he looked <laughs> yeah. at me and he goes, what do you mean? I said, Jacob, God's my favorite. And he goes, yeah, but I'm not talking about God. I'm talking about like your favorite person. I said, God is my favorite person. He's actually my three favorite people in one. And he goes, well, what... I don't, but I'm your son. And I said, I know. But I love God first because he made me. I'm his. He's my father. That's what I'm called to do, Jacob. And through that love of God... He gave me your mother. She's the second person I love. I love her more than anybody else other than God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit because he was my, she was my gift to me. She was given to me to protect, to love, to nurture, to serve. 
And but through all of that came you, came your sisters, and I love you next. That doesn't mean that that I won't jump in front of a bus for you. I'll do that in a heartbeat. But what it means is that oh, it's got to be that order, Jacob. And when you get older, you'll understand that that your identity, your ability to love, all of that comes from understanding your beloved Son of God first, and then loving the gift of your spouse, and then loving those that come next. Mm-hmm. And I said, son, that's why you have to prioritize your relationship with God is so important because it affects every aspect of your life. You know, I love you and I always will, but God will always be the most important thing in my life because he has to be. And he it, demands right. and he asks of us that. And, and it will for our kids if they follow the same path of, of putting God first in mm-hmm. their life. It'll be the, they'll do, duplicate the same successful life with friends and with family and, and uh, work coworkers as it is. Yeah. So. Well, it pours down, and that's that's the thing. And you know, when he talked, he asked me some questions about Angela. And how did you guys yeah. love and fall in love? And I said, it's funny, Jacob, because that's that's the way we're supposed to love God. When when we when I first met your wife, I was infatuated with her. I wanted to spend mother. every second with her. A <laughs> mother, excuse mother. me, I met his <laughs> mother, my wife. Yeah. But I was infatuated with mm-hmm. her. You know, like that's the way love starts. Is just like, gosh, I want to be around you. Your buddies start to call, right? And they start going, "Where are you, man? Did you die?" Like, yeah, you fell off the face of the earth, and all you want to do is be with that person that you love so much. And I said, and that's how our relationship was built by spending time and getting to know each other, and being infatuated with her, and wanting to spend every minute I could with her because I'd found the person I love. Mm-hmm. They completed my life. Now, as you grow older, that infatuate that infatuation weans, right? Like, it becomes more than that. It becomes deeper than that. And you don't need that infatuation. But with God, we always need that infatuation. We always need that which draws us into that relationship. You know, what I mean by infatuation with God is we always need this just relentless pursuit of Him in our daily life. God should never become boring to us. We should never have enough God in our life. He should be the center and we should always be chasing after Him. Like, yes, that relationship, just like with our wives, will develop into something deeper, deeper, but that's one relationship where we can never stop the infatuation. We've always got to be chasing after God and, 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 and wanting to know more and knowing deeper. And, and what he's going to do is when we're pursuing him like that, he's going to reward that with an outpouring of grace that, that flows down through all of our lives. And so that what we're talking about here is a deeper spirituality. It's a coming to embrace your faith outside of the church walls, outside of mass, outside of these other things, but building that personal spirituality that's going to bless the rest of your life. And you know when when you get to that point, you kind of fully understand what God, what Christ is saying. Be be at peace, right? Because those are powerful words. When you when you're not at peace, you want peace. And then and then when you get to the point where you give everything to Christ, I mean, I'm talking about everything. You're saying everything that you give me, you've given me, and you can and and I want to let you know that I am not in control of anything. And when you invite Him to do, be part of your life like that, an inner peace comes that is it's hard to explain. It's like you know, like maybe someone saying, "Well, what is love?" Yeah. You know, that's never been in love. It's it's very difficult to explain. But for those that have been in love and know what love is, true love is like with a, a husband and spouse. You know, uh, it's it's easy to translate because they share the same uh, relationship. You know, with their their other their spouse. And so it's one of those things when people who are seeking God so hard, and then when they finally say, "You know what? I'm I'm doing works, and I'm not thinking of you." You know, mm-hmm. they're pursuing the wrong way to get to God. And when you're just quiet, you're still, and you say, and you invite Christ into your life, then there's this inner peace that just overwhelms you. And it, and you seek that every day. No, you're 100% yeah. right. 
I had trouble not saying "baby, don't hurt me" when yeah. you said "what is love." Yeah, like that's right. all, it's all went through my head when you said that. But Get the hook. but no, that you're exactly right. <laughs> that piece, is, and that's right. what that's what you see in people. Those people that are glowing with like the love of, of Christ. Like you just look at you, man. What's it like to be that happy? Or what's it like to be that peaceful? Yeah, because I didn't I didn't know that at all before. Now, yeah, no idea. That's the reward of giving but, your life to Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is, and and if we look, if love's supposed to be reciprocal, which it is, right? You're, you're supposed to love against love, right? then what did God do for us? He loved us so much he gave his only son. Like he gave everything, the most important thing to him, he gave for us. We can't do any less for him, right? Our time, our our our, our life, we've got to give to him in every aspect of it. And when you can start to understand that, that's when your faith starts to go deeper. I'm not trying to speak as if I'm in some place that others aren't, but I'm in a different place than I used to be. And it's because I'm following the will of God in my life. And that starts off with the things that we've been doing in our men's group. You know, this month when we we, uh, we started using those Rise materials and guys really started loving what we were doing, we all agreed, hands down, we're going to pray first thing in the morning. We're going to give our day to God. Because if you don't do that, then the rest of the day is not going to be his. Right. You know, you might go to Mass or something, but as soon as you go in and you're out, it's gone. But when you start from the beginning of the day, giving that whole day, your will today, not mine, it changes the game, man. It, your, your whole focus it's easier to stay on that all day long. And it's just been so great to watch in our Facebook message of our group when you go, here's the prayer, roll call. And you see all those fist bumps, boom, 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 boom. These guys that are praying. And I guarantee you, if they continue that, if we don't stop and we add something next month, like a daily exam of conscience at night, you know, so we start our day with God and we're looking back at, over the day with God, that that's going to that's going to make a difference in people's lives. There's no way when you're thinking that much more and you're adding even that little bit more of God in your life that it's not going to change who you are. And that's what God is calling us to. He desires to be in front of us. He's not a jealous God, but he wants to be the most important things in our life. Mm-hmm. The Bible is full of that. I mean, the, when, when they asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And that we read it earlier. He said, love your God with everything you have is basically what he said. They don't want anything less. And our God deserves nothing less than that. Right, and and um, so for those that are right now intrigued about setting their life in priorities, I know you talked about starting out the day with a prayer. Yeah, but is there anything else they can kind of? I don't know, begin? man. I just talk no. about this stuff. I no. just make this. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just no, it's. I, I thought about that because I knew you were going to ask that question. Well, you know, I think it starts with the invitation, right? God's not going to beat down the door. You know, they always say, um, you know, Jesus is knocking at the door, but He's not the one with the lock on His end of the door. We are. Right. So we have to unlock that door and invite him into our lives. Invite him in and say, I want you to become the center of my life. Help me with that. I don't know how to do it. I didn't know how to do what I'm doing to be here. I just every night prayed and, and whenever you know a, a, an inkling or something led me this way to read a book, I read it. When it led me to open the Bible, I, I, I looked at that. So it's that invitation to being open to the Spirit to allow him to lead you where, where he wants you to go. Um, we talked about it a minute ago. Start and end your day with a morning morning prayer and look back over your day. Lord, I give you this day. How did I do today? And stay in that conversation with him all the time. Don't don't close the conversation because that's when other voices start to come in, right? Mm-hmm. When you stop listening to the voice of God. So start in your day with him. Worry more about the why than the what. There are so many people we talk to. It's like I don't know whether I should say a divine mercy chaplet or a rosary or if I should play a, you know a fifty four day novena or read the liturgy of the hours or whatever it is. Don't worry about the why. Worry about the what. Or not the what, but the why. Right? Why am I doing this? I, Jesus wants a relationship with me, so start off simple. Start talking to him. Right? Yeah. And have that conversation. 
Number, um, number four, when you pray, ask instead of tell. So much of our day we spend telling other people other information. Use prayer as a way to receive information from the most important person in your life. What does God want of me today? Give him that time and pray with him. Five, accountable. Set reminders. You know, we've got all this technology, use it. Put reminders in your phone, right? Set a reminder to to, um, to, to be somewhere. Remind you to pray, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. That was your idea. <laughs> You're the right, one that's, yeah. I'm gonna give credit where credit's due. That's right. I should have set a reminder to remind me that it was your idea. That's right. But, <laughs> but yeah, just do these simple things that remind you to put God in the forefront of your mind. Go to a daily mass, go to adoration. Involve your children in prayer. Yeah. Just keep God in the forefront of your mind all the time. Well, a challenge I can I can say that really made a difference in my life is during my um, lunch hours, um, one lunch a week, I just went. I didn't eat lunch, and I went to a chapel, or I went to a, a sanctuary, and I sat in front of the sacrament, you mm-hmm. know, for 15 minutes because that's all I had because I had to get back to work. And in the quiet darkness with the candles lit and look at the altar and the you know, the tabernacle, uh, it's quite profound. Yeah. yeah. And well, and you were fed in a different way, right? Mm-hmm. You were fed spiritually, and that's going to, trust me, that's going to last a lot more, you know, in your lifetime than it would yeah. whatever food you put in your belly. And that's what we're talking about. God desires an intimacy. And that's a tough word for men. We don't like that word. It makes our skin crawl. Like, right, I'm, I'm a dude. I don't I do not do intimacy. But that's that's just what he calls us to be. That's yeah. a cop-out. Right. Right? God did a very intimate act by coming and dying for us and giving everything he had. And he requires the same thing from us, to give of ourselves, to give our very lives for him, to sacrifice our own wants, our needs, our desires for what he asks of us. And you do that by allowing, spending that time with him, allowing his graces to flow and to pour down into those relationships in your life so that you can look at your son when he asks you a question like that and say, Lord, I love you, or, or Jacob, I love you, and it's because I put God first in my life and I understand what he wants me to be that I can be a better person for you. Yeah. So as we come to the close here, you know, guys, <laughs> there comes a time when talk is cheap. You know, we we have to actually follow through what God desires of us. We have to put him at the center of our lives, and we have to give him a seat at the head of the table. And that's what we're talking about today is if you really want to change your life, if you really want to feel like you're growing spiritually, then invite God in your life and make him the most important thing in it. That's right. So as we close out here and we come to the end of the show, you know, all you saints and future saints out there, just take this to heart. Let's take it to prayer. Make God the most important thing in your life. So in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, most of us plan our days around everything but you. We get caught up in the hustle and bustle of the world around us. Help us to realize that we will never come into the fullness of the faith until our priorities begin and end with you. And Father, give us the desire to relentlessly pursue you until you become the most important thing in our lives. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.